Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Johnny Crypto is joining us on this Monday. Gonzo, the Crypto Goliath, and Jackie, the Crypto Juggernaut, are both joining us for this episode, so I'm very excited. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how despite the bear market and the SEC's attack on crypto, Ripple is expanding faster than ever. As the XRP is gearing up for both smart contracts and stablecoins, we show our listeners why this token will have a global impact. Quant Network is working to be the global connection between economies, stating they have goals to bridge America, China, and Europe through their unique system. While we also show our listeners a link between 8Bar and Quant, stating it all starts in Dubai. PayPal is exposed after leaking they would fine users $2,500 for spreading misinformation. While the battle of the year is taking place on Twitter, Cardano founder Charles Hotchkins is siding with the SEC after claiming the Ethereum, the Ethereum corruption was a conspiracy by the XRP army. We provide clear evidence of U.S. regulators picking winners and losers in this market. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So as you guys can see, we have so much amazing news for you guys. I want to remind our listeners, David Schwartz actually took the time to tweet at Charles and tell him he's an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what we're going to get into for today. Before we get into that, we're going to Johnny Crypto. Johnny, what's on your mind, my friend? Well, first of all, let me just say good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys showing up every day. Um, it's great to see all our crew. We got Gonzo, who's here. Uh, safe and healthy, of course. Joyful Jackie in the house. Joyful Jackie, great to see you. And uh, to the Warrior Maniacs out there, no, this is not an afternoon show. We weren't planning on making it an afternoon show. And today's fault was not at Jackie's. It was my fault that we're late today. But love you guys. Appreciate you. But we got some really, really good news for you. It's going to be it's going to be a great show. It's going to be an exciting episode of Johnny Crypto. It's 11 a.m. on the East Coast, so we're still in the morning right now. But we're going to Gonzo today. Gonzo, thank you for making time for us, my friend. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm just super excited, man. It's going to be a great week. Um, I haven't been on a show with Jackie in a while. Like, I know we used to do Tuesday together, but I went to Monday, Wednesday. So it's good to see, you know, being on the show with Jackie. But yeah, thanks for everybody being here. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, and it's going to be a great show. Like we always say, Warriors, rise. get shit together, baby. Jackie, what's on your mind this morning? We're going to get into some really interesting stuff. We're talking about Ripple and we're talking about ADA, but the communities are battling on Twitter. What's on your mind, Jackie? I'm grateful to be here. Um, I Yeah, I was kind of early this morning. 
the the times are changing guys we're 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 shifting we're shifting energy so it's good to beat johnny crypto this morning so i'm feeling great <laughs> awesome and that's a great way to start the week jackie and we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account that's at free tgm crypto on twitter you get access to every single one of us we said we were going to break 2,000 followers by the end of the year well we're only 96 followers away so please go smash that follow button we love talking to you the bitcoin fear and greed index no surprise here is still sitting in extreme fear we are at a 22 this morning. And Johnny Crypto, for the sake of it, is there anything that you'd like to address for our listeners on the Fear and Greed Index? No, not really. We're just sitting there in that sideways action. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the one thing I've been saying over and over again is just replace, for any new listeners here, the, the old ones already know what I'm going to say. Just replace the word fear with buy and the word greed with sell and that's kind of what i do so i continue to dollar cost average in um what the hell did i buy this weekend i bought something i can't remember <laughs> uh, needs a morning coffee yeah, yeah Monday, market cap we'll come right back to you mr roto we are sitting at 935 billion in total market cap we got bitcoin sitting at 39 percent dominance ethereum is 17 percent. we got bitcoin sitting at nineteen thousand two hundred dollars ethereum 1300 flat XRP is surprisingly moving during this time, up 15% on the seven-day, sitting at 51 cents this morning. We got Cardano at 41 cents, Litecoin at $53, Chainlink at, at $7.47, Algorand is 33 cents, and Quant was moving again this weekend. While the rest of the market's taking a hit, this project continues to move, and I think we're going to get into why later in the episode, but Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the projects that you're watching, and how do you feel about Quant moving despite the rest of the market heading on down? Uh, it, it just uh, makes me sad that when it was down at $40, uh, yeah. I, you know, I was buying other things. Yeah. And uh, it's just a good reminder, right? The market right now is just moving sideways. And so these are things that you need to pay attention to so that when we get our major correction, these are the projects that you want to get back into, right? Quant is at the top of my list. And there's nothing wrong. Like if you're a long-term believer in quant and you believe it, it's potential and it's going to go to hundreds of dollars or whatever you think it's going to go to, and, and it's a good time for you to DCA, then you should DCA, right? Like depend, like XRP is a perfect example. If you got into XRP last year and you haven't bought any, then you're way lower now, right? If you were getting into XRP this year and you're at 33 cents, then you know it's a little bit different, right? Everyone has to come up with their own investment thesis. Um, and I would say that's what you should focus on, right? What is your plan? Like that's what, I, that's what I've been doing this weekend, right? Not only studying what I'm gonna get into, but moving, moving money into exchanges. I know like, ooh, exchange is bad and all that, but I'm getting ready, right? We're getting close to that bottom. So in order to have buy orders, you have to have money in exchanges, whether it's crypto or money, USD, ready to go. Because we don't know if we're going to get a candle wick down. We might spend a day there, eight hours, two days, three weeks. I don't know, but I'm going to set my limit orders or my buy orders so that they execute as if in case we just go down and come right back up, right? Because we know how this works if you've been in the market any significant amount of time. When we get prices like that, all the exchanges goes down, right? Everyone's trying to go in, everyone's trying to go buy, so they go down. So even sometimes if you have your buy order set, they don't execute. So I'm just preparing for that and, and then just you know um, sticking to my plan. One of the things I've learned after being in this market for a few years is every single time we get a massive price action, whether it's up or down, you're spot on Gonzo. Those exchanges shut down. But one of the hacks I've been able to do is those limit orders. I'm not going to say it happens all the time, 
But a lot of times when those exchanges go down, if you have a limit order set, whether it's buy or sell, those will be executed. So that's a little tip for our listeners out there. We got 180 live listeners already joining us on this Monday. Show us some love. Johnny Crypto, like you always say, warrior smash that like button. We're showing our listeners the Bitcoin price chart right here. And there are some clear indicators that we've bottomed out on the RSI. We haven't heard from Jackie yet. So before we get into our stories, Jackie, how's this Bitcoin price chart look to you? Yeah, we've been seeing this a lot. Um, there's a lot of influencers saying that now is a good time to buy. On our weekly calls um, within the academy, even uh, Gonzo, Selman, and I, um, Billy, we all talk about how not right now is a good time, you know, to dollar cost average. In. I mean, there's definitely a possibility to go lower, but historically, when we get these, when we get this, you know, this what 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 is shown you know on the rsi when we get into this range um it's always been a good time to buy you can see based upon the chart that you're showing um every time you are dollar cost averaging in at that point in time um you know it's it's a profitable scenario because we eventually go up so don't don't necessarily um that that's just the advice that i guess that we would give don't don't be too um, honed in on getting the absolute bottom. You're never going to get an absolute bottom. You're never going to sell an absolute top. Um, so dollar cost average in when you see indicators that make sense, uh, like we like we're seeing right now, and then you know be happy with the gains that you get later on. It will go back up. That's spot on, Jackie. And Johnny Crypto, one of the things we always talk about with the four-year cycles is that typically our market bottom will come in. 12 to nine months after the peak of the bull run. Well, the peak of our bull run last year was November of 2021. And here we are 11 months later, and it clearly looks like we're approaching a market bottom. Do you think there's any chance that we bottomed out on the RSI and we could go into an uptrend here? I mean, I think we're getting close. I still think that I, I, I still think that there may be some kind of whatever event you want to call it that might be coming. The ugly news, you know, all every, all the, all the smart money saying that there's still one more last, bad leg coming down, which means maybe it won't happen. Who the freak knows, right? But for me, I'm not going to call any bottoms at all until we if we get past November and December. I want to see that. And then I'll be talking about bottoms. But for now, I think like we're close. I do think we'll see a retest of 17.5. And if we drop that, then we're going to 12.5, no question. So like Gonzo said, I've got money on the side waiting for that event to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's okay. And I buy on the way up, but then because I know you know where the bottom is, so that's kind of how I'm playing it. But can we do us all a favor and not talk about quant? I, mean, I don't want to talk about quant. The words, too depressing. This is the yeah, yeah, episode for that because we're going to show some yeah. amazing connections. We have the CEO of Quant State that they're they are focused on connecting the USA, China, Latin America, and Europe, all using their overledger system. But before we dive into that, we're going to start can off. I with add a little- something? Oh, of course. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going to add something just, just about investing and then about altcoins, right? Because we know that we're all altcoin heavy. Just know that, you know, we're saying to DCA, don't go all in and just be mentally prepared that if we get a major correction in Bitcoin, you're, you're going to lose. We're, we could lose another 50% of these altcoins and just be prepared for that, right? Yeah. Me, what I'm doing is I understand that I could lose another 50%, but I'm going to continue to buy all the way down, right? right. So I'm going to get try to get as close to that bottom. So just know that like, if you put it all in now, we could get a major correction. Just don't panic. Don't sell. We're going to go back up, right? But if you're going to do a DCA strategy, understand that you know we think that we're getting close to that bottom, right? If we don't, we, we've got our buys in. We're ready to go. But if we go down further, I'm going to continue to DCA all the way down. And so just you have to mentally prepare for that, right? Because you might go in and do some buys, and then we get a 50% correction. 
that's half of your money gone, right? So you have to kind of emotionally prepare for that if you haven't been in the market for a long time and just not panic, right? Continue to do your strategy. Gonzo, and something that's not debatable is that Bitcoin is down over 70% from its all-time high, and we have 207 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are yet to get into the most interesting news that we have prepared, but it's only fitting that we start off with a little Ripple XRP comparison to our old banking system. So many people, many times people will be critical of XRP, stating it's actually not as good as they claim. Well, check out this list right here, Johnny Crypto. 300 plus financial institutions. It only takes three to five seconds for settlement time. They have instant settlement options. This is an upgrade to our financial system. I'd just like to get some brief comments on the comparison between RippleNet and Swift before we get into the great news for today. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is when you look at that, pretty much for the most part, everything on the left is a winner except number three, clients, 11,000. That's the problem, right? That's literally the battle is getting those 11,000 financial institutions to to wake up switch over and decide that you know the system that's in place even though they're going to try to upgrade it put some duct tape some band-aids some toothpicks to try and make it better you know how many of them are going to say no 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 we're going to switch versus how many are going to say okay we'll take the upgrade because it's cheaper and easier to take take well i should say cheaper but it's easier to take the upgrade than than to want to shift into a new whole new system so that's that's where the big dilemma is. It's a long way to go at only 300. That That's a challenge. But everything else there is very encouraging and hopefully enough reasons so that those 11,000 say, okay, we need to make the switch. Jackie, and there's a few things that stick out to me here. A couple of them are on the bottom where it says countries served. RippleNet is already existing in 70 plus countries yeah. around the world. Not only can their system transfer fiat value, can also transfer cryptocurrency value, and it takes place on a blockchain, which means that Swift's messaging system, it's an accounting system. They're not transferring money. Whereas with uh, the blockchain technology on RippleNet, you're actually exchanging that value. Do you have any brief comments on this comparison here, Jackie? Yeah, I think that's pretty wild that we already have, you know, half of the countries, half of the countries that, you know, in comparison to what Swift is using or in comparison to what, how many are using Swift. Um, we already have those on the RippleNet side. That is interesting to see, uh, especially because, you know, we're, we're waiting for the financial institutions and we're waiting for the banks as well. Um, you know, that's, that's another thing, the similarity between the two, um, RippleNet and Swift, you know, both are determined by banks. So that's another thing that we need to see um, come across the board. It, it just is insane to me. I mean, the very first one you see, uh, Swift is from 1973, RippleNet is from 2012. It's just crazy how long it takes for things to, you know, get adopted, get pushed and moved across the board. And also the, you know, kind of the hesitation that humankind has to change. Um, we obviously know that these things are archaic. We know that, you know, all of the technology, technological advances that we've seen since the seventies, you know, and we've, we've adopted those so quickly, but when it comes to changing like institutional things within our country or within countries across the U S you know, those types of things are just like, put the brakes on, hold on, wait a minute. So I don't know, it's coming, but yeah, those are the things that we need to see. Uh, the big things that we need to see. Banks are a big one as well. Thank you, Jackie. And we're going to get into some very interesting news as the days where your finances are separated from your speech. Well, they may be behind us, but let's dive into this news as PayPal says policy to punish users for spreading misinformation was an error. Or was it, my friends? The crypto community said that the policy itself is a perfect example of why decentralization and self-custody funds are becoming more important by the day. 
So online payment network PayPal has reneged its controversial policy that could have seen users fine $2,500 for spreading misinformation, with the payment platform claiming that the policy update was an error on their end. So they are updating their policies starting on November 3rd, and this would have included the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that promotes misinformation. So I'm really interested to hear what qualifies as misinformation, especially in today's market with the years that we just went through. But Johnny Crypto, we had a couple of really key CEOs around the world respond. My highlighting tool is acting a little funny on this article. We had PayPal and sorry, we had PayPal founder and Tesla CEO Elon Musk respond saying this was absolute insanity and that this could actually be the end of PayPal. We had the Maple Finance CEO respond on Twitter stating that PayPal is a good example of why you need to custody your own funds. Your finances should be decoupled from your free speech. And custodying your own funds is the only way to safeguard yourself and keep that right. So, Johnny Crypto, I'd love to give you the floor. What does this mean to you, my friend? You know, you know, the fact that the, that the system exists and they're able to do it tells me that they built something as a as a seems like they're trying to test something, you know, or, or very interesting that it's there. It obviously <laughs> was going to backfire. There's no there's no question in my mind that they didn't already know that was going to happen. Maybe they were looking to see how big. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Mentally. Like, I love that guy. He's always right. Exactly. It feels like something. Why Why else would you do it? That's pure stupidity at the highest level, especially in America, where you know we, we fought for the freedom to speech, and now you're going to cap it or you're going to limit it. That, to me, could be the – they're not going to go forward with that. It's not going to happen. But if they did, that would be the end of PayPal. Say goodbye. I mean, there's just too many other technologies now that could compete and do what it does. And obviously, if there's no penalty to use it, people are going to sh- are going to switch. Right. So this is going to be very, very interesting what happens there. But I, I don't think you're going to see that, you know, obviously coming out and apologizing for it. But, but the real question is, as Jesco said, the question is more important than the answer. Why did they want to know this answer, this question that that's the key? That's you know, that's interesting. And we talk about this a lot within the academy. You know, it, everything's a test. Um, and I, I believe that this whole scenario was a test as well. Just like, just like you said, Johnny, I think they're, they're looking for what the response is because this type of thing is totally, you know, we've talked about this there, you know, social credit scores and things like that. This type of thing is coming. CBDC. Uh, yep. So to see this implemented and to see the reaction, you know, that they're, they're definitely testing something with this. And I love this response from Mr. Wright. He said, it's time to close my PayPal account. And although, you know, it may be dramatic, I really do think that's the course of action you have to take. You have to push back against these centralized companies, whether it's Facebook, Meta, or PayPal. They continue to just try to take more and more control away from us. But we have 243 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Gonzo, I know you had some comments about this article, but the line that stuck out to me is that free speech is no longer separated from your finances, do you believe that's the day and age we currently exist in? Um, I, I believe that if we're not, not careful, that's where we could end up, right? Yeah. Um, we need to pay attention to things like that. And I think you guys are spot on when you say that, you know, what are they testing, right? And you think about CBDCs and how CBDCs can be used, right? Where they can put a geofence on you and you can only spend your money, let's say, in the city you live in, or you can't go to another state or you can't go to another country. Um, and so could be ways of testing sentiment of w- how do they react when we start kind of limiting their money, right? Because it's totally crazy, right? A private company, while they're a private company and there's terms of service and, you know, if they don't like what they say, they can remove you from it. That's their right, right? We're not saying that. But the fact that they can go into your account, 
that's linked up, whether it's money that you have on PayPal or one of your cards that are attached to it, and then find you and then take your money away when they're a private entity, they don't have yeah. the right to do that. You know, what gives them the right there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's absolutely insane. I know there's an, uh, one of the different CEOs made a comment. Well, well, if you don't think that like blockchain is censored, you know, you're, li you're, you're naive or whatever. We understand that. Right. But you're going into that understanding, like with what happened with Ethereum and the whole tornado cash. Um, that's different than someone going into your account and removing money. Right. That's just blocking certain protocols. At least that's the way that I'm looking at it. But um, yeah, it's crazy. And if we're not careful, these are the things that we need to pay attention to. Right. And John, one of the things it you feels said like it feels like they want to try to get us ready for something. It feels like they're trying to prep you for what's coming. Right. It just it just naturally feels that way. Um, but, you know, to be able to do that, it'll be a sacrificial lamb because there's no way when people realize that's what it's going to do, that they will continue to use it. That'll be the end of, you know, I like what Kim said. It's nobody's pal anymore. That's exactly what's going to happen. Johnny, what stuck out to me about what Gonzo said is that these CBDCs are not only going to have a time limit, but a ge geographic limit about where you can spend your money. Can you imagine? I mean, why would anybody willingly give up the right to spend your money anywhere on the planet and relinquish the CBDC control? I have no idea, but I'd love to hear from you and Jackie. Johnny, let's start with you. Well, first of all, people aren't going to have a choice. That's the difference, right? When you talk, if you're talking CBDCs, there's not going to be a choice. It's going to be sold as the greatest thing since sliced bread, uh, cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good, right? And there were, there are some good side of, uh, you know, we talked about this, right? Being able to get your money that you deserve at the end of your workday or during your workday as you're working and earning and getting your CBDCs paid is a good benefit. The problem is the slippery slope on the other side, which we hope doesn't happen, right? Which is the ability to stifle it and decide where to spend it. Actually, the thing I saw that, you know, we talked about it, expire it. So you have to spend it. I mean, that's kind of, I can't, I mean, that I, I just can't see that stuff happening here in the U.S., especially now when they first launch it. Many, many years down the road, man, when I'm dead and gone, maybe that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Who knows, you know? But uh, to me, it's just crazy that we're even having this conversation. But these are the times. We're on the fringe. We know what's happening in China, so we're getting close. Jackie, I'd love to get a comment from you. I just want to read this one line very quickly. It said, while the implementation of a fine would have been first for PayPal, the payment giant is no stranger to deplatforming users it's not politically aligned with. Then it went on to list a couple of the users they've already like, basically outlawed from their platform for their political opinions. What does that mean to you, Jackie, and what's on your mind? Yeah, that, I was actually going to make that comment earlier. You know, we we're we're used to now um, different platforms, Twitter, Facebook, things like that, just censoring everybody, blocking people, not allowing them to say those th like things that they, and that's that's that censorship. You know, at first it was an outrage. Now people are accepting it. This is another thing that's slowly coming about. That is, yeah, that I think could be here sooner than we think. Um, because that's, it, it always takes me back to that quote. Um, those who give up liberty for safety deserve neither. And it's, that's the way that they twist these types of situations. They kind of trick us into thinking that this is the safe way to do it. So we give up our freedoms. We willingly do it because we're following into the, the system that they display, we're giving up the freedoms because we think it's safe. We think it's, you know, it's in the long run, it'll protect us in, in a certain way. And, and that's what happens. And, and you essentially put yourself in the system and it's almost, it, it is, it's subconscious. It's unconscious that you're just unaware of. And 
And don't think that it's not possible because we are already seeing this in China. We are already seeing this in other countries. So it is completely possible and it will essentially come here if if people aren't aware and staying conscious to what's actually going on. And we preach that a lot. You know, we talk about that all the time within the academy. It's, you know, you can't give up. You can't give up your your human freedoms, like your your essential freedoms, thinking of safety, thinking that that you need something outside of yourself to keep you safe. The problem is, is that they prey on people's emotions. Right. And people yes. are just very emotional. Right. And, yeah. and the thing with, with, with freedom of speech is that you have to take the good and the bad. Right. And I'm not talking about criminal. Right. Because those things are already determined. What is an actual crime, not free speech. But there are some pretty vile things that are not crimes that are free speech. And you can't just take the good. You have to take the good and the bad. That's what free speech is. But what they do is they prey on people's emotions and then it becomes a slippery slope because as you start to take things away, you don't get those things back. Right. And who's to say what's good or bad. Right. What's good or bad for me is not good or bad for somebody else or what I think is vile might not be vile for somebody else, right? And again, I'm not talking about things that are crimes, right? Because those things are already determined. Um, but yeah, it's a slippery slope. And I love this topic, but we're about to dive into the what the biggest news on Twitter today is the ADA Army is battling the XRP Army, and we already know who's going to win. We got 264 live <laughs> listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And of course, I'm talking about the XRP Army getting another W this weekend because Charles Hodgkins had some bold statements. And before we even show you that video, I want to show you the statements he put out afterwards because he said that the Ethereum conspiracy from the XRP Army cannot be proven. Well, we're going to prove it today, but we're starting off with Charles Hodgkins saying Ripple created something that has an ecosystem that will survive Brad Garlinghouse, Chris Larson, David Schwartz, or anyone else. The very fact that there is an independent XRP criticizing me is proof of this reality. The ledger will likely run for decades of trading value, and the merits of this case should rest on the absurdity of applying securities regulation to something that has millions of independent participants in more than 100 countries worldwide. Johnny Crypto, we're going to show some very interesting clips of Charles Hodgkins saying the opposite of this statement, but I love that he took to Twitter to respond and give XRPL the credit it deserves. He said this is going to run for decades to come. Do you believe him? Oh, yeah, 100%. There's no question what they've built has utility and being adopted around the world. I mean, you got companies already coming out trying to write amicus briefs to the uh, to the courts saying, hey, XRP is something I'm using. The reality is uh, everybody's going to bash on Charles. You know what? I'm not going to bash him. I like Charles because I think he's still – I love a guy that speaks his mind. So he said something that kind of ticked off some people. And we're there's a bunch of snowflakes in the world today. Everybody's worried this and that, get their feelings hurt. You know, the reality is the guy's entitled to his opinion. And, uh, you know, so you got this big battle going back and forth now between XRP and Army. The reality is I like both technologies, and that's all I give a shit about. I don't care about any of the other crap and the words and this and that. And the reality is the case, the case has nothing to do with today what XRP is. Nobody's arguing that, okay? The case is arguing what happened in 2013 and when they sold it back then. Did they do it? Did they act as a security? And there's probably a good possibility that they did just like everybody else did and they're going to end up coming to some settlement and this thing will be over and get past us and we're going to move forward everybody knows today xrp is not a security it's a damn currency and and even charles says that it's built and it's going to last and that's all people should be focusing on and not some bullcrap from 2013 
Johnny, you're right. Everyone's entitled I, to their opinion, but everyone else is also entitled to call that person out when they're wrong. I think Charles was clearly wrong here, and we're going to dive into some hard evidence just after we hear from Gonzo. What's on your mind? Yeah, no, and and look, I you you guys know me, right? I am a big proponent of Ethereum. I believe in Ethereum. It's in my investment thesis. I believe that there that this thing is going to be a monster. That they're going to move the stock market onto it, right? That's why they went to proof of stake. But even though I believe in Ethereum, I understand where it came from. And and like, he, like Johnny said, everyone has their own opinion. But I, I, I do believe ETH is absolutely real, right? Back then, Hinman, that's why they don't, they don't want to release the emails, right? Exactly. Um, they absolutely gave Ethereum a pass, right? And 100%. I think there were shady things that happened where he was paid off with the Ethereum alliance, right? And I think you could make some connections to they were trying to stifle XRP because they looked at it as a competitor. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think he's wrong. I, I think ETHgate is real. What they say about ETHgate and how ETH got a free path and the SEC was picking winners and losers, I actually, I, I do believe that. And shout out to Justin G. He says, I don't see it as community versus community. I have nothing against the ADA community. I am against the defense of corruption, and I couldn't agree with you more. Justin, you also send great stuff on Twitter, so I appreciate that. We're about to dive into the video that we've been talking about and then show you something very interesting involving exit strategies. But before we do that, we're going to listen to Charles Hotskins talk to our good friend Tony Edward about what the heck is going on within the SEC. Switch gears and talk a bit about the crypto market at large. Um, uh, folks wanted me to ask you, you know, what, what do you think about what's happening with the SEC and all they're doing with crypto regulations? A lot of people not happy with Gary Enter, the recent Kim Kardashian PR stunt, as well as um, uh, the SEC Ripple lawsuit and uh, the judges, you know, takes on what's been happening there as it relates to Ethereum and, uh, you know, the amicus briefs and things like that. Yeah. Well, there's some people in the XRP community that are trying to invent this grand conspiracy that there was blatant corruption between the insiders at the SEC and Ethereum. And, you know, I, I don't honestly think that that's the issue here. Um, I think the issue is that both the CFTC and the SEC are ill-equipped from law and policy to properly regulate the cryptocurrency space. Although I agree with that statement, I think there's clear evidence of the corruption that we've seen take place in this market today, whether it's Gary Gensler, Jay Clayton, or William Hinman, we can go down the list and expose the narratives for every single one of our listeners. But before we get comments from Gonzo and Jackie and Johnny Crypto, of course, I do want to show our listeners the clear corruption that's taking place. Our friend John Deaton, Coach JV's uh, interviewed him on our channel before. He talks about how there's no conspiracy. This is hard evidence. So I'm going to let this short clip play, and then we'll discuss what Charles had to say emails and he specifically told by the ethics division of the sec you are financially barred you are criminally barred bill you can't email you can't call you can't meet you can't do any of those things and he's told that and we can prove through his own words in his own emails that he met three more times at minimum and he joked about it and he laughed about it and they made all kinds of you know jokes about this conflict well johnny crypto i'd be making some jokes and laughs too if i got paid seven and a half million dollars to promote ethereum they charles hoskins said it was a conspiracy there's no conspiracy this is hard evidence what the heck is going on johnny uh, <laughs> you guys ever seen a movie with steven seagal called above the law i, I have no idea what's going on i mean we all know that 
something's going on here. We all know that what was done was wrong and, and he's going to get a free pass and there ain't a damn thing we can do about it. Right. And you're never going to see the emails. It's just not coming out because we know there's damning criminal evidence in there, damning evidence, whatever you call it, that's going to go against them. Why do you think the SEC has six times, six times they've appealed the damn thing? I want to see the damn emails. You know when you're going to see them? When the freaking case is over, somebody will leak them out three years from now, and it won't matter anymore. And everybody will say, oh, yeah, it was right, but it won't matter, right? The only thing that's going to matter is when the hell do we get to a settlement? That's what's important to me. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I want to see. There's no question. There's no question, I think, in anybody's mind that there's something shady going on here, but we're never going to get to the bottom of it. So let's just end the damn case and move up forward. That's what I'm talking about. And, and you know what, Abs? And we're not saying like it's we're not saying that it's like this huge conspiracy involving all of the SEC or the SEC or whatever it is. You're talking about one man. You're one talking man. about Bill Hinman. Yeah. And we know that you could just look through history and see corruption, right? And it usually surrounds not a whole entity but usually one or two individuals that conspire, right? And what we're saying, the evidence is right there that they told him, right? The ethics committee told him, hey, you should not be meeting. This is, this, this is not, uh, you should not be meeting with these people, right? There's a conflict of interest here, but he didn't give a shit. He did it anyways. Why? Because they were paying him money, right? Because he could. So, like you said, it's not a conspiracy. It's that this dude is corrupt and he's being put, he's being put on blast, right? And I think the reason people got upset is because, Maybe people feel like I think Charles was talking about a totality, right? That it's not a conspiracy, but people are more specific on Bill Hinman. And then, you know, people are probably because they're emotional, inferring that Charles is kind of defending Bill Hinman and his actions. But that's what we're upset about. That's what we're saying is the corruption. Yes. God, the- you know what the problem is here? Sorry, I was like, the problem here is are we, you know, is this fine line between is this a, is it a criminal offense that he did? or just a moral ethical issue because he didn't follow. Right. And I think, I think the ethics committee obviously is it's under ethics. Right. So it's a moral thing. You can't put somebody in jail for that. And that's the problem. It's is, so right? BS though, Johnny. It's like, if, if I, I gave you, if I gave you $9 million to go out in 2015 and promote Ethereum, I guarantee the SEC would come after me and you. But the fact that he works for these officials, he <laughs> not gets if you work for him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insanity. It really is insanity. Jackie, I don't know if you had any quick comments. If not, I'm going to read a tweet from David Schwartz because Charles Hoskinson made a good point. The SEC and CFTC are under-equipped from a regulation standpoint to properly regulate this market. And David Schwartz agrees, but he had some bold statements. What's on your mind, Jackie? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think we all said it pretty well. It's, it's crazy. And I mean, to go after anybody who's never, I mean, you'd have to go after a lot of people when you said ethics and moral versus, um, Johnny, what did you say? Ethics and moral versus, oh, legality. Versus criminal, criminal, yes. Right? And so, lying isn't a crime, unfortunately, unless you're on well, the Yeah, I mean, you'd be taking a lot of people out, you know, if, if, because this happens all the time. This does. And we're going to show something really interesting from David Schwartz because he said, I mostly agree with Charles, but I think it's a mistake to ignore the fact that regulation by enforcement means the government is picking winners. There's no non-corrupt way to do that. And even if you beat the government in court, you never get where you would have been gone. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm surprised he was even willing to put this out on Twitter. And what's interesting is he deleted this tweet. The only reason I was able to keep this tweet is because I screenshotted it when I saw it, but I want to hear from you, Gonzo. What do you think about these? Yeah. What do you think about these bold statements here? They're going to come out to you. I hope not. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's funny that you say that like it got deleted, right? Because I don't know why he doesn't want to say that anymore. Because I actually, um, 
you know, I agree with, with what he's saying, right? That they are picking winners and choosers. And in itself, that that's corruption, right? And and like what um, Justin just said, just I know it's called the, it the, the, um, the Department of Ethics, but I, I think they have more power than that, right? Um, what what he did is kind of like on the same level of insider trading, right? I'm sure I don't know all the laws that are under that, that umbrella, but I'm sure if they wanted to, they could find something criminally under their SEC laws to go after him, right? They go after all the other people, right? I mean, he made a big ass deal about going after Kim Kardashian, right? That was like a total joke, right? <laughs> They've gone after people like Martha Stewart before and stuff. So uh, I'm sure there's a law in the books that have to do with SEC rules um, that they could go after them for if they really wanted to. You're spot on, Gonzo. And we're about to show you guys the smartest way to track your crypto. So, Johnny, I'm going to ask you to queue up that ad. We figured out why David had to remove the tweet. And I guess Brad Garlinghouse yelled at him to take it down. That's, of course, a joke for our listeners. But, Johnny, I'd love for you to queue up that ad, my friend. Let Merlin play. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, you're not alone. And it's probably because you don't have an exit plan. The good news is that it doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. First, it brings all your coins into one place from many exchanges and wallets so you can simply see all of your assets across one screen. Next, you can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin's smart algorithm lets you create an exit plan and send you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. So go to at Get Merlin Crypto on Twitter. That's at Get Merlin Crypto and sign up for our 30-day free trial to get whitelisted so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't wait and miss out on this new and innovative app. Sign up today and get on our Merlin whitelist. It is the smartest way to track your crypto. And Johnny Crypto, with all the price movement about to happen in the market today, we've got XRP about to explode. And one of our favorite tokens, Quant, is moving despite the bear market. So I think all of our listeners are getting pretty excited to use the specific exit strategy that our team created. But I do want to dive into this. Johnny, do you have any quick comments on exit strategy? Yeah, I think it's <laughs> more importantly, it's entry strategy. I should have done a better job of my own. Uh, this one hurts. This one hurts. I, I was buying at 40, but just nowhere near the amount I should have been. I was stupid and greedy and thinking, oh, yeah, it'll hang out here for a while. I really thought we were going, you know, staying low till November, December, which in all the other ones we are. For some reason, Quant's like, no, nah, I'm not staying here that low. So, yeah, this one hurts. But, guys, it's so important that in the next bull run that's coming, these things go euphoric and you just want to make sure you have an exit plan so that you don't end up getting, you know, <laughs> watching it go all the way up and then all the way down. I've done that a couple of times and I ain't doing it no more. Awesome, Johnny. And we're showing our listeners a really interesting price chart from Quant showing that not only are we up 100% over the last 90 days, we are up 50% in the last 30 days. So we're getting some huge movement despite the bear market. This person is expecting that we will see $190 quant completing the fifth wave. I do want to remind our listeners, this is a little bit of exciting news for anyone who's looking to buy the dip. The RSI does seem to be overextended. We're approaching that 70 mark, which typically means we will get a regression from that point down. I'd love to hear yeah. from Gonzo and Jackie. Gonzo, any exciting news from this price chart? What's it mean to you, man? I know everyone's trying to accumulate quant at lower prices, but this chart, it looks phenomenal. I know. So the good thing for us is that what goes up must come down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at Wyckoff, like if this thing, uh, you know, it's going to go up, 
right? We could hit that, whatever it's saying. I, I don't do the, um, my TA is a little bit different yep. uh, than uh, I forgot what the wave one is called. Um, but the good thing is that, you know, it can't go up forever, right? We are in a bear market. And at some point, because of its market cap, we can get a correction. I think once we get up to these higher levels, it will roll over, especially if BTC decides to come down to the levels that we think it will. Uh, it's, it's probably not going to come down to as low as that we thought it was. Mm. Uh, but it is an altcoin. I, I mean, there is a lot of positive news. It, I mean, this thing is moving. Um, I think it does have utility, but um, it is an altcoin. And, and that's the good thing. That's At least that's what I tell myself. Maybe I'm in denial, but it's going to roll over at some point and we'll get back down to these bottoms. And, and then this time we'll have to DCA in, right, Johnny? Oh, it's going to be more. <laughs> we get anywhere near these. I'm backing the truck up. Forget the DCA. The truck's pulling <laughs> in. I'm telling the cat, the, 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 the printer and the and the TVs, whatever I could get rid of, I'll definitely be buying it up this time. It was it was it was a mistake. It was total mistakes. So and one of the things I want to read for our listeners is why is Quant moving during the bear market? Well, let's break down some conspiracies as to why this price chart may have some exciting movement. Uh, the Quant Network CEO Gilbert Verdinand said, in parallel, we've been meeting with financial institutions, enterprise clients, and even governments to connect our OVN. Our vision is that OVN would be the hub that connects the United States, China, Latin America, Australia, UK, and Europe to interoperate digital assets and cross-border transactions. We've had countries approach us to use our OVN and to enable a data marketplace for all of their citizens to interoperate and transact identity and data domestically across the ecosystem for cross-border transactions. That almost sounds like Chinese. There's so much verbal, you know, <laughs> unnecessary verbal <laughs> words in there. But what's pretty cool is that they're taking data, they're combining that with finances, and they're doing that on Quant Network. Gonzo, I'd love to start with you. And then Jackie, what do you think about this news? Everyone's wondering why Quant's moving during their market. These connections could be why. Yeah, because it shows the utility, right? We've talked about this before, how in the financial world, it's going to connect the different, um, whether it's the different CBDCs or like different blockchains different rails of financial systems. This thing is going to connect all of them. So it has major, major utility, right? Um, and so that's probably why we're getting uh, the, the positive price movement. Um, and, and there's always a few, right? Like last cycle, it was Link that did really well, right? BNB uh, up into the hack, and it hasn't corrected that much. It, it dropped like 4%. I think maybe a little bit more now. It's like 270 something. Uh, you always have certain cryptos uh, when we go into a bear market that do really well and quant is one of them, right? BNB is another one. Last cycle, it was linked that did very well. Um, and so you just got to get in when you can. Uh, but you know, this is one of the ones that does have a lot of utility. Um, and I think that's why we're getting so much positive price movement. Really pay attention to this is, this is what I kind of wanted to, I mean, from this post obs, this is what sparked, you know, my, my, but sparks them. Sorry, guys. This morning, um, it, a lot of you have to pay a lot attention to a lot of blockchains that are starting to um, bring people on. You know, for for third world countries, things like that. So the second part of this is something to really pay attention to: enable a data marketplace for all their citizens to interoperate and transact identity and data domestically. So you see huge blockchains, XRP. You see uh, Cardano. You know, they're all trying to bank the unbanked. In a macro perspective, we talk about this all the time. That's the next thing that's coming is because, you know, 
we talk about control. We talk about, um, you know, everyone being on the blockchain just so they, they can bring about CBDCs. They can bring about whatever they're trying to bring about. So those blockchains that are, you know, kind of on the forefront of this, trying to bank the unbanked is a really, really big thing to pay attention to. The fact that Quant's doing that too, um, you know, puts them aside to be here for the long run. Thank you, Jackie. And you're spot on. I believe there's over 2 billion people in the world who are unbanked. Johnny, you sent me a really interesting article this weekend, but I want to show you this article or this tweet from Swift. Swift changed their mission statement underneath their Twitter account. It said, we're on a mission to make international transactions <laughs> instant, frictionless, and interoperable. Where did they take this from? Ripple, Ripple.com? Where where have they been the past 50 years? Oh, now they decide they want to do that? I mean, come on. Yeah, no shit. Of course they want to do that. But, you know, I just want to go back to the one, one of the driving factors that I think is also helping Quant is there's been a lot of talk about them and ties to CBDCs and how they're going to help connect that. And there's an event, a big event coming up this week called, C, I'm going to say it wrong, CBOS or CYBOS, S-I-B-O-S event that everybody's talking about. Quant's going to be there. And we know when there was an event with Gala, we saw a big major pump in the Gala when these events come. So I wouldn't be surprised if part of it is, you know, the pre-pump, if you will, into these events, like buy the rumors, sell the news. And it, you can see, like you said, the RSI is starting to slow down. The art, the, the event is this week. So I think you're going to actually, all the news is going to come out and then you're going to see it get, I think you're going to see quant pull back. We'll see how low it goes. It ain't going to 40. There's no shot, but I or think uh, Selman G it. said, can it go to zero? Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, he's got a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice in the same place than seeing seeing two dollars. Johnny Crypto, I know you're gonna give me some some flack here about my ad blocker. Oh Tomorrow I will have my new computer set up. As our listeners can see, I got the green screen going in the background. We're gonna have some major upgrades for GMC this week, so I'm pretty excited. But we've got an interesting article here as the XRPL is gonna provide a tech basis for at least six stable coins in the future. And what's most exciting here, I guess, most nefarious is that they're going to be launching a central bank digital currency on the XRPL as well. So stable coins are among the core focus for areas of application on the XRP ledger. As of Q4 2022, development teams in various regions across the globe are building stable cryptocurrencies using the XRPL as their platform. What's pretty interesting is that most of them are not only using the XRPL, but they're also actively collaborating with Ripple in engineering and marketing. Stably is one of the is one of the stable coins being launched and it's being developed as a Seattle-based Web3 project and it's going to be covered as they decided to expand onto the XRPL in September. Sorry, I read that sentence wrong. The Europeg stablecoin is status will be unveiled in a mainnet starting in Q4 and we've got a South African stablecoin also coming at the end of 2022. As for central bank digital currencies, Australia is taking the initiative to launch their CBDC on the XRPL. So we've got stablecoins Flare Network smart contracts, and we've got central bank digital currencies. Jackie's at the top of my screen. I'd love to start off with Johnny and then go to Jackie, actually. Johnny, what's this mean to you before we kick it to Jackie? Uh, you know, it's just a start of, of, well, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I love seeing stable coins and other thing also being built on the Ripple platform. Right? I think it's really good that we're seeing Ripple uh, get out into and expand, right? I'm not, I'm not excited about Palo in a, in a sense because there's like 12 people that live there. But the reality is it's good that countries are starting to set the example, trying to use the technology because I think that'll spread over time. And uh, no, <laughs> nah, poor Jackie. But yeah, to me, you know, we're just going to continue to get more and more. But I want to see some of the bigger names. Somebody actually said in the comment, I, I, it's actually, I didn't realize today was the 10th. 
that uh, SIBO started today and that there was a connection here between the Bank of England, Bank of Australia, and R3 Quarter. And we talked about R3 wow. Quarter last week. Yeah, and how they have uh, a potential connection or ability to use uh, the Ripple technology too, right? So it'll be very interesting to see what's happening there. Johnny, check this out too. Ari, which is the Australian stablecoin, is using the XRPL, which means it's going to be compatible with Flare smart contracts and the Songbird testing network. Yes. More money is coming to the XRPL than you can even anticipate. Jackie, I'd love to hear from you. Yep. Yeah, this is every time we talk about um, CBDCs uh, with the XRPL or any any type of development they've got going on, I think right back to um, the summit, the Apex event. I mean, they're working on a lot of stuff with the XRPL. They're not sleeping on anything. Um, they're not waiting for time to pass. They've got side chains coming down the road, a lot of stuff to do with um, XLS 20D as well that they're implementing, uh, Project Clio, things like that. If you, if none of that sounds familiar, I would look into it. Um, but this, yeah, that's just another thing is, you know, that they're trying to implement um, just because they're expanding the use case. And that's, I mean, to stay, to stay up and running in the front to be, you know, a number one blockchain to be utilized, you have to go down all of these avenues that we're talking about um, to be versatile enough. So it it's exciting um, and it's it's good to see, obviously, because with the case looming and things like that, you know, those are things where people lose hope. But if you continue to dig and see what they're doing, um, it's just a confidence builder for sure. Gonzo, somebody said, is R3 Quarter using XDC? Yes, R3 Quarter is XDC compatible and it can use that currency to facilitate transactions on their platform. We got 289 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Gonzo, we're going to you. We had Australia launching their stablecoin, but Palu is also experimenting with their central bank digital currency on the XRPL. We've shown our listeners some very interesting articles about digital ID, which is going to take users' data and, and attach it to their finances that's taking place on the XRPL. Is this a step in that direction here, Gonzo? I think so. I mean, we've talked about this. We're super excited about what they're building on the XRP ledger, right? We're so, so early. Um, and, and you're going to see this, right? You're, there's usually smaller countries, smaller nations can pivot faster than the bigger ones. So it's very smart for them to kind of, for Ripple, right? Or for them to go after these smaller countries to build these CBDCs, Right. So then they can implement them, they can see how they work, and now they can sell them to the bigger countries, right? Um, and there was an interesting conversation that they had on Crypto Banter between Mark Yusko, friend of the channel, and Raul Paul. And they were talking about, uh, the question was, uh, what beats out, tech or traction, right? And they all agreed that traction does, which means adoption. And to me, when you look at the XRPL, it's not just a better technology, but we're starting to get that traction, right? We're not there yet. But eventually, I could foresee where we're going to go with the XRP ledger, and that's where the traction part will kick in because the technology is already there. And that's going to be an exciting time, especially when we get a resolution in the XRP lawsuit. We're about to show you a, vi a very interesting video from the ECB president, Christine Lagarde, stating that whoever doesn't get on board with this new technology, they're going to be left behind. So all of our listeners, shout out to you. You are above the rest. We're going to let this short clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. Survive, but it will be between those who are cannibalized because they are not seeing it coming and they're not embracing it, and those who self induce that cannibalization. And I'm using cannibalization on purpose because it's a bit of a striking, horrible word, but it's really what it means it's you're going to disrupt 
you business model, you're going to change it, you're going to reduce your cost, you're going to expedite your transactions, and you're going to continue to inspire confidence because you will build that on the basis of an existing backbone. Boom. She said everything we need to know right there, Johnny. And I like how she used the word cannibalize because she said anybody who's operating in the old banking system, they're going to be left behind. It won't be able to operate in this new instant settlement age. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. We've got some of the most powerful people on the planet, BlackRock, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs. Now we've got the leaders when it comes to litigation in this space coming out and promoting blockchain. How long until we see mass adoption, my friend? 2025, it's, it's sooner than we think. I don't know. It's going to be somewhere between that and that. But the real, the real important thing is to look at the number of views. 19,000 views. And go watch a Jake Paul, Logan video, or whatever the hell his name is, and there'll be 10 million views. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's awake. Nobody's, other than the warrior maniacs here, right? People don't get it. But this is the stuff people should be watching. There's no question in the world cannibalization is coming for, for folks and companies and, that are not paying attention. Um, but I think for us, again, the exciting news is we're here, we're awake, we're so damn early, it feels late, and we're just waiting. We're waiting to see which horse is going to win this race because there's a bunch of horses in it, and we're all betting on a bunch of them, and we just need to see which one it's going to be. You know, I mean, there's so much. Every time you read there, R3 uses quarter, uses XRP, but it uses XTC. You just don't know what the hell's going on over here. Why am I fading out over here? But you just don't know what's going to happen. But you just want to make sure you're in the race because cannibalization is coming and you want to make sure you own some of that those new the the the, the ones that are gonna be doing the cannibalization. You want to make sure you got you've got some of those horses in your race. Awesome. And Johnny Ripple is calling me out here. She said if it, I asked if XDC is used, and you said it's compatible. So obviously it can be used, but they are not using it right now. These settlement systems are not up and running. When they talk about these quarter beta testing, they're doing such small amounts of transactions on that network. When Corda does go live and R3 does go live, I would anticipate that XTC is going to be heavily used on that network. So I don't know is the correct answer to my question. Shout out to Johnny Ripple, always holding me accountable. I'd love but, to go to... Oh, God. But Abs, just to clarify on that. So the Corda system, the R3 Corda Settler is designed where any it can work on a, a number of different coins. And we know originally yeah. there was a partnership there with Ripple back and forth, a lawsuit. They came to an undisclosed settlement and it looked like they ended up becoming partners. And it can clearly use... The Ripple system it, or XRP, it can use XTC, you know. So the interesting thing is XTC is unlimited. There's no max supply where Ripple has a max supply. So I, we don't know. Again, it's hard to say. We don't know the answers right now, but that is one of those things where we need to wait and see what, what's going to happen there, Abs. But I do have a request here to <laughs> call your guy. What you going to do, Warrior Maniacs? No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, we have to see. We got to see which way this thing is going to play out at the end of the day. But, again, you got to make sure. You've done your research, you do your homework, and you know which horses to bet on. And that's why you want to join the 3T Academy. Click on the links below. It's a free access to our um, uh, what the hell, Discord. You can get to meet some people and share you know, share some ideas, things like that. So I think that's really, really, really and helpful. He always holds us accountable as well. Johnny Crypto, you're going to love this next article. I thought about you when I saw this, and it really just shows us everyone's guessing. We really don't know where the heck we're going to go. U.S. Congressman introduces a bill backing uh, silver and gold as digital assets. U.S. government officials first disclosed that all gold holdings and secret gold transactions allowing the gold price to adjust to its fair market value. What they're saying here is they're acknowledging the manipulation that's happened within this market for so long. Jackie, will we ever see a day where we have cryptocurrencies backed by gold and silver and mass adopted by the banks? Um... 
Well, isn't that isn't that what Pax G does? Isn't Pax G backed by gold, Johnny? Yeah, well, Pax G is backed by gold, but nobody's really mass adopted them. They're kind of like a niche right now. They, yeah. I don't, they're not even offered on most exchanges. But I mean, like from a mass adoption standpoint, when do you think we could see, let's say Bank of America right. hold, hold a coin that is the same value as gold or silver? Gosh, you know, I don't believe in banks. They're going to try and leverage the shit out of anything. Oh, sorry. Believe that. Um, but yeah. they... <laughs> Mario will do that in the shorts. Um <laughs> They, that's how, that's how these banks and institutions get where they're at is leveraging, you know? So I don't, I mean, maybe when we adopt cryptocurrency, it is backed by something and, but eventually the, the corruption is going to seep in and they're going to leverage and it's just going to be the same thing over again. It's nothing new under the sun. That's what coach JV always says. It's, it's going to go in a cycle. We're going to have a new system come across, but there's going to be a way that is, you know, that is eventually it's going to be corrupted again. I would say say two things here. One, who's whoever the Senator is that proposed it probably has an election coming up soon. So that's, that's good. That's probably why he's doing it. Number two, you got a better chance of seeing Selman's $2 quant then you're probably going to see anything backed by gold and silver. Because the minute something's backed by gold and silver, what happens? You can't, it's in, you can't inflate it no more. It's done. And we know that central banks love to inflate. So I'd be highly shocked. Somebody asked this question out there too. And again, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'd be highly shocked if any of these things is backed by gold and silver. I don't see it happening. I, I don't, but man, well, time will tell. Time will tell, my friend. And let's get into our last news for today. With only a couple of minutes left, this news is pretty exciting for our listeners. Paulo Tosca tweeted out at the Hedera Council meeting in Dubai. Big news coming tuned, coming soon. Stay tuned. Well, let's figure out why this is so important. Who is this guy? He was one of the founders, the co-founder of who? Quant Network, my friends. So we've got Hadera Hashgraph and Quant Network showing connections in Dubai. Pretty exciting time to be alive, Jackie. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. This is obviously very like this is this doesn't mean anything right now. We're we're yet to see the developments come out of Dubai, but it is interesting that the co-founder of Quant is shouting out Hadera Hashgraph while they're talking about the future of currencies. What does it mean to you, Jackie? Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, looking at the chart that we always put up there about the ISO 220, I always mess those up. 2022 coins. I always do that. I'm sorry. Um, Just seeing them collaborate together. I think that this eventually is what we're going to be seeing um, just because if if that network, I mean, the charts of all the networking and things that that we've showed on here many, many times, um, that eventually these things are going to have to work together to be interoperable. Right. And so to see that, you know, little hint of information between those two is, you know, it's kind of exciting to see Quant and um, H bar kind of collaborate on something. So, and again, it's just, you know, it's just the beginning. It's just a hint. It's nothing super, super um, in. Yep. Necessarily. Thank you, Jackie. And that was an interesting comment for our listeners. Johnny, could you, that one back up. It said banks in the Netherlands are already routing your CO2 footprint to additionally give you a social credit score. Also in Germany today, there are police officers standing outside the gas stations. If you try to fill up your gas tank and your tank is not below 50%, they turn you away. So you're not allowed to fill up your gas tank right now. So these are some crazy times we're living. I'd like to end it on some good news. Actually, this is a really quick article, so we don't end it on a bad note. We've got some great news coming out of Brazil for RippleNet. RippleNet's continuing to expand, and we've got a new rollout in Brazil thanks to CryptoArie. 
Johnny, we're ending it here. We got 247 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. I want to say thank you to each one of our special friends here. We got thank you to Jackie. Thank you to Gonzo. And thank you to Johnny Crypto. Another amazing episode. And it's like we always say, Warriors, ah, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go. Don't forget. Tony, Tony Edwards. This week. Let's rock and roll. See you guys Wednesday.